Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, and I'm so jazzed about doing today's show. Let me start off with an email that I received from one of my listeners. The email was like this. Dear Dr. Pat, I know there must be a reason you're doing so many shows about women with cancer, but I'm really not sure what that is. Could you please tell us a little bit about why you're doing it? Okay. Hello. I'm a woman. That's the first thing. The other thing I want to say is you're going to hear a conversation today with Fran Drescher about cancer, about cancer schmancer, and you will get the answer to your question. The other thing I want to say is I've watched too many of my close friends die because they were afraid to ask the right questions or they didn't even know the questions to ask. Fran, as I introduced her earlier, gave a little bit of background. I want to say that she has launched the, the uh, cancerschmancer.org, and I want to say this. This is a time for change. Are you ready to step into it? Fran, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I so appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate your support in this. I really feel like what we're doing is uh, pioneers on a new frontier and are absolutely the missing link. Well, you know, one of the things I read in the song that's written here is that Drescher's putting on the pressure, and I want to say hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, our new tagline, which I think says it all, is stage one is the cure. Mm. That is, that is the, one of the most powerful taglines that I've ever heard because, you know, your story is one of the important stories that really mimics so many other people that did not survive. And so let me ask you this question, and it's a question I ask just about everyone. Given all that you've been through, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the obstacles that you've had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Well, you know, first of all, it took me two years and eight doctors to get a proper diagnosis. Mm. I first began uh, experiencing symptoms in the final year of the nanny series, and I started going to doctors, and all the way down the line, I was misdiagnosed and mistreated for a perimenopausal condition that I didn't have, when all the while I had a cancer growing within me, specifically uterine cancer. So when I finally got diagnosed with this, I said um, that I wanted to write a book about my experience so what happened to me wouldn't happen to other people. And then when, and that became the New York Times bestseller, Cancer Schmanza. And then when I went on my book tour, I realized what happened to me has happened to millions of Americans uh, across the nation by means of misdiagnosis, mistreatment, um, neglect or denial of early stage warning symptoms, lack of education, uh, lack of knowledge of uh, what uh, tests are available, and as a result for many, unfortunately, late stage diagnosis of their cancer. I was very lucky because even though it took me two years and eight doctors to get a proper diagnosis, I was still in stage one, and so I feel like... Um, I got famous, I got cancer, and I lived to talk about it, and that's what I'm doing. Well, then, you know, what you've done is you've taken uh, what most people would look at in their lives as a traumatic experience and really took it to a purpose, purpose greater than yourself. You know, you refer to yourself as pioneers on a new frontier, and I would love for you to talk a little bit more about this because I'm not sure everyone even knows what they don't know. 
Well, uh, you know, we're called the Cancer Schmansa Movement, and I don't think that, I mean, we liken to the women of the suffrage movement a mm. hundred years ago who um, challenged the way society thought about them and marched to get to re- the right to vote. Today, we're going to use that vote to get the right to live. And part of the element of why it's a movement is because we want to galvanize women, who are the majority, by the way, and get them to become one collective voice so that we are heard loud and clear on Capitol Hill and we'll be given the necessary screening tests and information that we need for stage one diagnosis because, as I said earlier, stage one is the cure. And what we don't know presently is killing us. You know, women are uh, the caregivers of the children, the spouses, and the elders in most American homes. Mm -hmm. They are literally the glue that holds society together. So at all costs, we must keep them alive. And if a woman, you know, is diagnosed in stage one, her odds of living for the first critical five years with non-recurrence bumps well up into, you know, over 90 percentile for most women's cancers versus if it's diagnosed in the late stages, for example, stage four, um, her chances of survival are diminished down to below 20%. So it's quite significant, particularly for cancers like, say, ovarian cancer, which has no screening test right now that's offered regularly to women. 80% of all women diagnosed with ovarian cancer will find out in the late stages, and over 70% of them will die. It's what killed Coretta Scott King. Right. And at Mrs. King's memorial, everybody got up to grandstands about, you know, the Kings or the current administration or the war in Iraq, but not one person managed to say what a shame it is in a country as great as ours that a woman like this should have to perish due to late-stage ovarian cancer diagnosis. And their silence that day spoke volumes to me. And I knew that, you know, more needed to take place. So, you know, we've been thus far very instrumental in uh, assisting in getting the um, the Gynecologic Cancer Education and Awareness Act passed into law and now just recently funded. We've just uh, started a new uh, initiative in the state of California that would – assure women, guarantee women of getting more screening tests uh, for gynecologic cancers. And we're really, <coughs> excuse me, about all uh, women's cancers. Um, uh, you know, to, mm-hmm. it, it, our mission is to ensure that all women's cancers get diagnosed in stage one when they're most curable. So the daughters of tomorrow will thank we visionaries of today for giving them a world where no woman gets diagnosed with cancer past stage one. And if she does, it's considered malpractice, completely unacceptable. 
Exactly. You know, Fran, one of the things, and I want to say to everyone, Fran Drescher, my guest today, I want to encourage everyone listening to this show to go to the website, www.cancerschmancer.org, or you could go to the Dr. Pat Show website. Fran is going to be right on the home page for a really long time. And I want to encourage everyone to go there, and if you do nothing else, Get a copy of the DVD that is available because I'm telling you, I not only shared this DVD in the privacy of my own home, but I shared it with friends. It, Fran, this DVD is life-changing. This is going to save the lives of so many women, and now we have to get this DVD into their hands. Well, we need to get a corporate sponsor that's going to underwrite it so that we can put this should be in every chemo ward, every wellness center, every women's group, every closed circuit uh, TV and hospitals, every public library, every um, nursing and medical school libraries, and that's just the beginning. I want to try, I want to find somebody that will, um, you know, maybe do a giveaway with a purchase, a major, uh, you know, manufacturer or store major chain store or something like that. For me, it's like the inconvenient truth for women. It teaches you so much. It entertains. It moves you. Um, it encourages you. It shows real women telling their real stories. If you're going through something, it's going to help give you courage. If you're, It's going to help transform you from being a patient into a medical consumer. You know, we put more energy into the buying, selling, or repairing of our automobiles than we do our own bodies. Mm-hmm. I don't give anyone power of attorney over my money, so why should I do it over my body? I shouldn't, and neither should anybody else. Well, you say something, you say many things, and, and I have to share with you that the women that are in this DVD are incredibly power, powerful. I love the T-shirt. I love the idea of being strong. And one of the things that you said that I want to ask you about is you talk about in the DVD this idea, and you do this in a very lighthearted way, but it's very powerful, that, you know, even when you went in, people said, oh, you're too young, Fran. You're too young. Right, and, and I was just so thrilled to be too young for anything. Right. I didn't ask them, well, why? What would that, you know, DNC disprove or disprove before you start treating me for the more benign illness that's not going to kill me? But I didn't. If I only I knew then what I know now, I, will, I would have caught this cancer in doctor number one instead of doctor number eight two years later. But you are going to help so many people take that shortcut. I mean, this we, is really what we're doing here. Yeah, we get we get letters uh, from people all the time uh, saying that, you know, I, I read your book, I went on your website, I heard you speak, and, you know, when my doctor said that he didn't want to give me this, and the woman said, no, you know, I insist that you do this. And she said, and I found out that I had breast cancer, and I'm 28 years old and I have two kids, and, you know, when there were times when I was going through chemo and I you know, be in the living room, my two small sons would be playing on the living room floor, and my husband and I would start to get all choked up, and we'd look at each other, and like a mantra, we'd say, cancer schmansa, because that says cancer is not the boss of me. Mm. Those are powerful words, Fran, and, you know, I had the honor of also chatting with Olivia Newton-John, because it's my neighbor, and Mm -hmm. I love her, and we're good friends. 
Well, it's so important that both of you, very powerful women, are coming out into the world to educate and inform so many. I wanted to ask you, what is, in your opinion, Fran, the most important thing that women right now today listening to this need to know and be advised of for their own personal health? Well, I think that they have to realize that we have to change the way we think about our own health. Because mm. right now we're all, most of us are still subscribing to this Victorian sensibility, which is you keep a stiff upper lip, you ignore, you know, what you can live with, and you go march on and take care of your family, put food on the table, do what needs to be done. But, in fact, when you put your family first over and above your health, you're really putting your family last because you are useless to them if you're six feet under. And what I'm trying to do is re-educate women to listen to those very early warning whispers because you know when something is not right and you will be able to live with it for a long time and deny that something's wrong until you can deny it no more. So what we have to do is say, oh, you know, that's kind of weird, or that, you know, little staining that I had between periods last month, that shouldn't have happened. I better go check that out right now because, God forbid, it's cancer. I got to I gotta catch it while it's still a baby cancer and curable. Mm. And you know we shouldn't be dying from these cancers. We should be we should be able to be diagnosed in stage one and and live and live vitalistically. You know, one of the things you talked about, and I'd love for you to, to talk a little bit more about this, is you know many of us as women, you know, we grew up in the age, okay, yeah, we got to go get pap, t- you know, go get a pap test. So we go get the pap test, and we think everything's okay. But the right. pap test is only part of the story, right? Because most women don't realize, and this comes from lack of education, and that's what the uh, gynecologic cancer education and awareness bill is going to try and correct. But most women do not realize that the pap test does not cover anything north of the cervix. Mm. And from one gynecologic exam to another, both the uterus, uterus and the ovaries go virtually unchecked. That is as a shocking. Of that, as a consequence of that, you know, my cancer, uterine cancer, which mm-hmm. is lowest growing and least invasive of all the women's cancers is one of the few with a mortality rate that's on the rise. Isn't that incredible? Yep. It's what killed Anne Bancroft. Right. And, of course, I already told you about ovarian cancer that most women are detected in the late stages and most of them die. So that is just, I mean, it's criminal. And what does it say? about a society that so criminally neglects the very place where life begins. I mean, I think that's the big question. That's the big question. You know, it says to me we're a self-loathing species because man or woman, we all started in the womb, and it behooves us all to keep them healthy. And what you're talking about, and this is what what I love about the message that you have, there is power in information. We're, you know, we're able to share information with so many people that will save their lives. And not only that, 
It's to give people strength. See, there are two things that I saw that was really encouraging, and a friend of mine who was viewing the DVD with me pointed this out, and they said, my friend Pat said to me, you know, look, my life was saved because I didn't go to the doctor with just me. I brought 15 of you to the doctor, and they got a conference room. What is it going to take for us, Fran, as women, to stand in our power to demand that we get the information or we ask for what we want and then get it? Well, I'm going to tell you the first thing is because I started becoming a health advocate Mm -hmm. after I wrote the book, and then I went on the lecture circuit. And I would speak to thousands of people at any given time, and women would wait for me and and say, how can I – How can I help you? I want to help you. And that was why I realized that we had to start a movement, the Cancer Schmancer movement. That is the way for us to become one voice and galvanize. Everybody has to log on to cancerschmancer.org. That's cancer, S-C-H-M-A-N-C-E-R.org. Org. And they have to join the free membership. They have to support the mission so I can continue to pay staff and, you know, um, and, and, and keep moving on and, and, and keep getting the word out, keep producing things like this DVD and keep going um, to uh, Capitol Hill and trying to change legislation. If I can reach every individual woman, then I can get those ladies to sign petitions when something is happening We need to make sure that we're a large enough collective voice. So some senator on Capitol Hill says, I better vote this way because I don't want the cancer schmancer movement on my back. We are over 50% of the uh, voting population. And, you know, poor health is the great equalizer. We got that bill passed in Washington in the 109th Congress. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it doesn't matter whether it's a Republican or Democratic dominated because, as I said, you know, um, cancer is very pervasive. It touches all of us equally. Doesn't matter, you know, who you're voting for. Just make sure who you are voting for is voting for you. Yes, and one of the things that I know that you've been recognized for, I think you were also recently appointed to the special envoy for the U.S. Department. Yeah, because that's very exciting. I mean, what do you take away with the message of this appointment for you? What is it in here that is being recognized right now? Well, um, the uh, U.S. State Department has offered me the distinguished position of Special Envoy for Women's Health Issues. So Mm -hmm. what I will do with that is use my international celebrity, Mm -hmm. speak to women globally in um, uh, emerging nations, Eastern European countries, third world nations, and give them the message of taking control of their body. Mm -hmm. Stage one is the cure, uh, uh, educating them on what the early warning symptoms of women's cancers are, what tests are available, encouraging them to become better medical consumers, to, um, you know, uh, save their dollars for tests that insurance won't pay for or Mm. government programs won't pay for because, you know, the best gift you can give your family is a long and healthy life. So, you know... um, 
take that Christmas Club account and turn it into a transvaginal ultrasound that you're presently not being offered when you go to the gynecologist or whatever it may be that you suspect you have. And most important, learn, become a better partner with your physician. So these are all the messages that we're going to be giving both, um, you know, as a um, as an American citizen representing the United States and uh, and and then separately uh as uh you know the president and visionary of the cancer schmancer movement you know fran one of the things that i i loved watching on the dvd was you know fran's tips on going to the doctor now the reason I think this is so important is because we don't take the time to really step back and say the most important conversation we're probably going to have is going to be with that doctor. But we don't step back and we don't even know some of the things that you talk about. Can we talk for a minute about some of these tips and how did you come to develop them? Well, you know, I've been, I'm, I'm, Seven and a half years, well. Yes, congratulations. So I've been, thank you. I've been talking about this for some time. And, uh, so, uh, you know, the more, just speaking and meeting very interesting people and meeting, uh, not only survivors, but, um, world leaders in, uh, the medical community. And, um, you know, it, it, it's all kind of, come together, and uh, this is my life's mission now. So um, that's, you know, what I wanted to do because that's sort of, as a, as a movement, I tend to, we tend to have tea parties. That's how it all started. That's how we do fundraisers. We get, you know, women to host a tea party and invite philanthropic ladies to come. And I talk to them mm-hmm. and we share stories and, uh, and they learn about the cause and they end up supporting us so that we can continue with our mission. Um, and then I thought, well, you know, I can't go to everybody's house, so maybe we need to produce a DVD of the tea party or something like it would go and, and even have it be, you know, more specific. So we have fantastic questions and answers that cover a myriad of different uh, women's health issues. We have the actual tea party where both myself and several other women end up sharing their story, and it's humorous and it's heartwarming, and it's it's just, uh, you know, uh, amazing. And then, as you had mentioned, uh, we have the um, music that's presented almost karaoke style where uh, you hear the music and you see the words so you can learn the words of inspiration. Those three songs were written specifically for Cancer Schmanza which includes the Cancer Schmanza Fransom, which was written by Anne Calloway, Anne Hampton Calloway, who wrote the Nanny theme song <laughs> that became so famous. And uh, and then, of course, we have the How to Become a Better Medical Consumer and Get the Most Out of Your Doctor's Appointments. And that's all stuff that I learned the hard way because, and I give very concrete advice on what you absolutely should do if you think something's wrong with you, when you start uh, going through the odyssey of doctors. 
Um, so there's, you know, really, and then we have fun behind the scenes chapters. Yeah, I which love it. shows the making of the DVD, and it's all shot in my home in Malibu. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's got a very personal touch to it, and these women are real women. They're all women that are in my life, and, uh, you know, they represent a broad demographic of ladies. Young, old, heavy, thin, um, Latino, uh, black, um, you know, teenagers, it, it, it's heavy, thin, you know, it's, it's just a lovely, um, uh, wide range of different ladies, so everybody is represented. Well, cancer doesn't discriminate, really. I mean, you know, we used to think, and there's an old school that we have to let go of, where we used to think, wait a minute, you're not going to really get this. The idea, yeah, you're going to just grow old, and then maybe, like, as you get older, you'll get cancer. Or, you know, these menopause, uh, you know, perimenopause, postmenopause, it's just menopause, just throw in some hormones. But you really invite us to be fearless in this journey, don't you? Yes, and to not be an ostrich anymore, Mm. to take control of your body because, you know, we're in the 21st century now, and there are just some things that we can no longer put up with. The, The very idea of being called patient implies passivity. And that is over. We, you know, way back in the 20th century when, you know, doctors were gods and patients would list their symptoms and assume everything was going to be done uh, for them is no longer. The business of health care has superseded the care of health. And it's really uh, a, a sad state of affairs when capitalism runs amok in this way. But doctors are bludgeoned by health insurance companies to go the least effective, the least expensive route of diagnostic testing. And as a result, most physicians subscribe to the philosophy, if you hear hooves galloping, don't look for zebra. It's probably a horse. <laughs> but if you happen to be a zebra, you are royally screwed. So it behooves us all to get some information, to become a medical consumer, to walk into a doctor's office armed with a list of questions, go with an army of people, uh, write down, you know, all your questions in advance, ask them how to spell things. And if the doctor doesn't give you the time that you need, then that doctor is not for you. And always get a second opinion. And if the doc, if you're worried about the doctor's feelings or the doctor doesn't say, I encourage you to do that, that doctor is not for you either. Um, this is a, a, a new way we're turning cancer on its head. We're turning the way we uh, function within the medical community on its head. And I think that everything is going to change. This is really a new dawn. And, um, you know, we are shifting the course of women's health history. Absolutely. And it's a powerful, powerful movement. I love the way that you're talking about this. And it does remind us when, of the time when a handful of women came out and said, we have the right to vote. I mean, in a sense, this is another leg of that journey to say, not only do we have the right to vote, but we're going to be watching what we vote for, and our health is important, so you better get behind us on this. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. 
if they feel like we are galvanized and become one collective voice and one collective vote, and we're going to be holding our elected officials accountable for the way they vote on health issues that concern us as women, we're going to begin to see significant change. Mm. And that's what why it's so important to join the Cancer Schmanza movement and support us. One of the tips you have is never go to the doctor alone. And I wanted to ask you, what what was that like for you? Did you actually learn that tip by an experience you had? Did you go to the doctor alone, or did you have company at the time? Uh, once I got diagnosed uh, with uh, cancer, I never went to the doctor alone. Mm-hmm. After that, I started... You know, there were two, uh, you, first of all, your, your head like goes underwater. Mm. You're not going to be clear thinking. You're, you're spinning. You don't even believe what's happening to you is happening to you. And you must go with people that are going to be strong, not somebody that's going to fall apart that you have to be strong for. <laughs> right. But somebody that is going to make it all about you that is going to go with a pencil and paper and questions and ask the doctor how to spell this and what's the next step and how, you know, I mean, these are all tips that we have on the on the DVD and also that we discuss on the website as well. It's, um, it's just really important that you go as if it's a business transaction or you're, or you're doing a job interview. You would go very prepared. You would want to be very authoritative and, you know, forthright in, uh, you know, your exchange of information. You're an equal. You know, women tend to get very frightened, mm-hmm. and they also become somewhat subservient around uh, doctors. This all has to change. It's, it's just not serving us well at all. Well, and you talk about this, and I have to say that, you know, the people that I've, I've shown the DVD to are, are inspired not only to take action about their own lives, Fran, but to really take action to help other people they know. I mean, this is so like this incredible network. There are tentacles that are coming out, uh, out of this, not just for women that are looking at their own health, but a light bulb. It's like a light bulb has gone on, and they're saying, had I only known this for my mother, I'm going to make sure I know this for my sister. I'm going to keep this in mind for my children. This is contagious, so to speak. Is Absolutely. that what your intention is? Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, this. you know what? Once you wake up and smell the coffee, it's hard to go back to sleep. So let me sound the alarm. Wake up, everybody, and uh, let's lock elbows. Let's shift the course of women's health history. We can do it. The suffrage movement did it a 100 years ago. They challenged the way society thought about them. We didn't even have the right to vote. And now, you know, we're still disadvantaged. We're not being offered everywhere across the line in the medical community, women are disadvantaged from, you know, testing of drugs, studying of, you know, I mean, there's a reason why more women are dying from heart attacks Mm. than almost anything else, and it's because there were never any studies made about women and heart conditions. It was always based off of men. Now they're realizing that, you know, the symptoms and, you know, uh, that, that a woman has when she's having heart problems is much different from men. And they're much more subtle. They come in different ways, and we don't have a clue. Mm. 
And frankly, a lot of doctors don't either because there hasn't been the research done on how we're affected by, you know, um, drugs, what our symptoms are, and younger and younger people are getting afflictions that only older people used to get. Our lifestyle, we're exposed to a lot of toxins. I mean, I am, I encourage everybody to, uh, try and not only eat organic, increase the alkaline levels in their body by mm-hmm. what they eat, chew more because you're, you know, you're advised to, uh, digest your food in your mouth first before letting it go into your stomach because otherwise the stomach needs to release too many acids. Cancer can only grow in an acidic environment, not an alkaline environment. So the, you know, the easier you make it to digest without so much acid, the better off you are. And to try and be as toxic-free in your environment as possible. That goes everything from pesticides. We should be, you should be eating more organic uh, from sustainable farms. You know, everywhere that you can make a choice, you probably will not be able to do 100% because, frankly, we live in a very toxic environment, too, even what you're putting on your skin, what your beauty products are. Absolutely. Because they're filled with carcinogens, not so much in the European Union, who has cleaned up the act of the cosmetics industry. But here in the United States, it's really a self-regulated industry and essentially the fox guarding the hen house. Well, that's something that we want to see change. Absolutely. And, you know, you sound like my friend, Dr. Timothy Brantley. I mean, you know, he, he, we've done a campaign. I love that you're bringing this up, Fran, because this is the other part of the equation. You know, this is the part where we also look at preventative as well as how to take really good care of our, our, our bodies. Right. Those are the three legs of cancer schmanza, education, prevention, and policy change. Now, what does Dr. Timothy Brantley say? Dr. Timothy Brantley wrote the book, The Cure, and he, the cure. you sounded he just the- like him, Fran. Everything you just said, the way you described the alkaline and a, a totally incredible effort that he has taken out into the world to help people understand you can make significant change very easily in our lives. See, there's this other story I think that we've adapted, uh, excuse me, adopted, and that is, oh, my God, change has to be hard. I can't do it. We started the Just One program to say, look, we're not telling you to wipe out everything you have in your refrigerator, but how come next time when you go to buy that apple, why don't you look at an organic apple? Yeah, because, you know, we're, we're trying, it's just the, the stupidest thing. We're so busy <laughs> trying to kill bugs and it's killing us, killing the bugs. I know. And meanwhile, we don't kill the bugs. The no. bugs <laughs> figure out how to survive. And, you know, we, we're just killing ourselves. It's so sad. We're such a, we're such dummies. Um, you know, it's just um, a lot of people that are cancer survivors or battling cancers are subscribing to this, you know, more pH balance, yep. higher alkaline diet. I mean, I have an aquarium at home, and I cannot tell you how much attention we pay to make sure that the fish tank <laughs> is completely pH balanced. Meanwhile, we don't even think about it for ourselves. I know. I know. And we really, really should. Well, and, you know, we're... I, I and even say, household products. You know, women that uh, clean their homes, oh. they're exposing themselves 
to a tremendous amount of toxins every single day. And you know what? If you, if you can afford the, um, the products like Seventh Generation or Ed Bagley's, then buy them. If you can, then go back to the old fashioned home remedies of, you know, uh, cider, you know, uh, cider vinegar and, and alcohol and, um, baking, uh, powder and, you know, start using stuff like that because that's not going to kill you. And all this other stuff with, uh, you know, with chemicals and scents and it, it's insane. We think. And this is also a very mid-20th century mentality that because it's being offered to us, it's okay for us to use. And you know what? Um, There's a lot of big business lobbyists in Washington Mm -hmm. that get things pushed through. And and they shouldn't be pushed through because they're not in our best interest. No. And they're made available to us, and they're actually sickening to us. It's incredible. I, I had a friend who uh, is very sensitive to skin cancer. So she came over one day, and I looked at her skin, and there was this layer of white. I don't know what it was. And I said, what do you have on your skin? She says, well, I have sunblock. I said, do you have any idea what is in that? And I think it's really what you're talking about, Fran, and this is what I love about your message. There is information, and if you can become the bridge and the catalyst as you are, you are saving the lives of countless, not only women, but families. Because when the mom gets sick, when the, when the women get sick in the family, the family falls apart. Oh, you are so right. I mean, you know, when a woman is dying in the home, Mm. the far-reaching effects that it has on her immediate family, her extended family, the community in which she lives, and how are those children in the home going to learn and get educated? What kind of adults are they going to be after being so wounded by this experience? And then what kind of parents are they going to become? So it already bleeds into the next generation. Uh, that you know to to come it's the most devastating experience and 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 it and it affects everyone and it re- it's uh, its tentacles reach so far and it's so devastating i i liken it to um the um, many health insurance companies will say, well, not enough women are dying from this or getting this mm. disease to warrant all women getting screened for it. And I liken this to the impact of a woman dying in the home is the same as the uh, impact that crime has on the total population because basically all crime is committed by 7% of the population, which means mm-hmm. 93% of us are basically law-abiding citizens. Mm-hmm. But that's 7%. It doesn't sound like a lot, but the impact that has on society as a whole is so significant that this trillions of dollars that's being put into law enforcement, incarceration, and the judicial system. Absolutely. I, I, what I say about it, and see if you agree, I say, you know, cancer in the body of a woman is exponentially devastating. Exponentially devastating. And the way that I look at it is if you put a C on a piece of paper to cancer, put a C and then put the number 10 on it. C to the 10th. And what that means is 
if you look at the effects in lineage, not just in your immediate family, but then you go out waves in the cousins, and then you go and look at generations to come, it has an exponential effect. Totally. Look how many people. I mean, even if it's a girlfriend who lost a mother, to go through that, to support that person, to see that person go through pain, and for years after that they burst into tears or they Mm -hmm. so regret. You know how many people say to me, if, you know, if I had this message, if my mother or my father or my sister, you know, if they only found out sooner they'd be alive today. Mm -hmm. It's the frustration of being told you have cancer and it's in stage four. And there isn't much time left. It's like there's no way out. Well, I love the story that you described of, uh, and I think you told it on the DVD. And, and let me just say, because I don't sure. want to be irresponsible here, sure. um, there are survivors that were diagnosed in stage four. You, odds are not in your favor, but it doesn't mean that you can do everything in your power to reverse the problem and survive, because people do. All we're trying to do is stack the chips in your favor by ensuring earlier diagnosis. Absolutely. And as I said, when I started this, most recently my prayer partner of seven years and the woman that we're actually dedicating this show to, Bobby Braden, was diagnosed with cancer. And all of the things that you mentioned in your DVD would have been so important for all of us to have that information. And when she passed last year, we all made a commitment. And to answer that woman's email that was sent to me earlier, We all on the Dr. Pat Show team made a commitment to do whatever we can do to educate and inform both women and men about what is out there and available for them to learn about cancer and women. Because if men think they're not part of this, then go speak to the man that's lost the wife to cancer. Not only that, but, you know, um, it's a wife, it's a daughter, it's a mother. And beyond that, once we get women's health in shape, once we revolutionize this concept that anything beyond stage diagnosis is mm-hmm. unacceptable and we get the glue that holds society together on the path to wellness and recovery, then we can start uh, making sure that it bleeds over into mm-hmm. men and children as well. But just like the woman on the plane that puts her breathing mask on first before her child, that's what we're doing right here with Cancer Schman. So we got to get the women uh, on the right track because they're the glue that holds everything together. You know, Fran, I know that your time is short, and I know you've got another interview to do, and I want to thank you so much for well, joining us here you. today. And um, my, you know... My, my, my condolences about your friends, and uh, I just want to say that um, you know her death will not be in vain. If, Never, if, if, you know, because I'm going to make sure that um, with every bone in my body, we are going to see a change in the very near future. Because when women are empowered with knowledge, we're on. So stage one is the cure, and on that note, I will bid you adieu. Thank you. CancerSchmancer.org. Fran Drescher, my guest today. Fran, all the best, and we're here to support you in whatever way we can. Thank you. Bless your heart. Thank you, and thanks to all your listeners. I really appreciate it. All right. Be well. Be well. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in.